just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey guys, it's Eric. It's Brittany. And before we start today's show, we want to tell you about something new from For Color Nerds. So we started the show a couple years ago in 2014 as a way to remain close as friends. Uh, but since then, it's kind of turned into this whole other thing as a result of all the support and love we have received from you guys, our listeners. Yes, we're so thankful for that support. And we're really proud of what we've done with the show. And we absolutely love making it. But to be honest, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of energy mm-hmm. and a lot of resources, mm. money, money, to put it out. <laughs> we want the show to continue to get better, and we also want to release it more regularly. We hear you. Trust me, we hear you. Trust, <laughs> trust me, we hear you. But in order to do that, we need your help. Yeah, so we have decided to launch a Patreon campaign. So Patreon is a website where uh, we can set up a monthly contribution that will allow you guys to help support our show. By giving to us on Patreon, you'll allow us to bring on a part-time staff member to help produce and promote the show. That way, you'll get the best For Colored Nerds experience possible. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of editing. There's yes. just a whole bunch of things that go into producing the show each week. And we want to make sure we do that work. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we really want to bring in somebody to kind of help make sure that everything gets done. In exchange for you guys helping us out, uh, we can offer you some exclusive perks, such as uh, content that you can't get anywhere else, and even deals on our merchandise, yes. our forthcoming merchandise, <laughs> which you will find out more about very soon. And yeah, and if you want to help us out, you can give at patreon.com slash nerds. Every dollar really goes a long way. Again, that's patreon.com slash nerds. So if you want to help us make For Colored Nerds bigger and blacker than ever, we'll be just really grateful for your support. So help us out. Thanks a lot. Peace. And here's the show. Hi, I'm Eric. And I am Brittany. And we are... We're colored nerds. The conversations that black people have... When white people aren't in the room. But we record them. And we put them on the internet. How's it going? Going good. It's honestly going good. We recently did something so cool. Yeah. So cool. I was about to say, that's <laughs> a, little, a little puffery in there. No, I think it's true, though. I think it's true. All I'm right. proud of it. If y'all don't like it, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, we had a live show. That's what Brittany's talking about. We had a live show. And it went really well. It was at the uh, Jerome L. Green Space. Yes. WNYC. Um, we had some amazing guests. We had Ashley Ford, Van Newkirk. Yes. Uh, the second, excuse me. Van Newkirk, the, the second. The second, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we we did the thing. We talked about like Missy. Yeah, we talked about the Wiz, talked about... Butterflies. Butterflies. Relationships. Relationships. I put a little bit of my business out there. Yeah, I mean, what else is new? Yeah. Spiritual growth. We talked about <laughs> spiritual growth. We played a game. 
which we, we never we never fucking play any games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had like it was really fun. My parents actually came. Yeah, they. I mean, they got lit. We they went did. out afterwards. And we I had know. A good everybody time. actually, everyone, everyone. Had, I was actually just exhausted. I barely could eat, and I had like two drinks. I had three drinks. I went in. I didn't really. I know. I I know. Yeah. Anytime. I, anytime we get a babysitter. I know. I have to get drunk. Oh my god! It was like like on Carla's birthday. Yeah. You acted I was, like it woo. was your birthday. Hey, you gotta celebrate. You know. Yeah, celebrate whatever life gives you every every <laughs> every <moment>. occasion. <laughs> Smell the roses. Um, but thank you guys for uh, we the the show we released it I think two episodes ago. Yeah, it's good. And if you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. You can also watch a YouTube video. Yes, the link is in the the show notes. Yes, and uh, but yeah, it was super fun. I had a great time. I had a good time too. You had a good time. Yeah. I think it, I think Van Nashley had a great time also. Yeah. Um. And hopefully we'll be able to do that again. So if you want to, if you want it for Color Nerds Live Show in New York or in your city, just ask, continue, just ask people for it. Yeah. Like just I mean, ask. you can you can tell us. You can tell us, yeah. But you gotta talk to other people. Yeah, like venue owners. Yeah. You know, we're <laughs> booking booking agents. We're open to that. Thing. We're open to that sort of thing. But yeah, it was super fun, and I hopefully hopefully we get to do it again. And thank you guys. So you know, thank you. I thought I think it was a major milestone in the life, the lifetime of the show. Yeah. And um and you know I I'm really glad that uh that like enough people listen that somebody thought that we should do this. Exactly. Like you described us, it's just you know a long time ago. It's something that stuck with me. It's just like two ashy blacks just out here <laughs> trying to make it. <laughs> You know, and now, you know, we were ash in public. Hey, we can afford lotion now. So we were just in public. Hey. Uh, So, but we have a good show for you today. Yeah, we do. Uh, We have a special guest in the room. Yes. Uh, So our guest today is a senior writer for Jezebel and has been for the past two years. Uh, And before that, she's been published, I want to say, in in the announcement, like the hiring announcement that uh, that Jezebel used. They said you've been published just about everywhere where, you know, good writing can be found. So uh, please welcome Clover Hope. Yes. Happy to be here. We're excited that you came. Yeah. Thanks. We record on Saturday morning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be probably sleeping still right now. Yeah, it's a lot to ask. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, we have no continental breakfast either. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we need to get like some light cereals. Yeah, some bagels. Yeah, we should. Coffee's good though. That's like you know, that's all you need. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but yeah, no, we're really excited to have you. You you write about a lot of things actually. Like, if you had to if you had to actually like describe your beat, what would you say it was? Definitely pop culture and music and just like the entertainment sphere altogether. A lot of reality TV, <laughs> um, a lot of just like, um, you know, whatever people, whatever like the cultural kind of like um, talk of the like phenomenons are at the moment, uh, whether it's like film, TV uh, or music. Uh, I kind of cover that, so and it's like I'm obsessed with it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are too. Yeah, we, <laughs> it's easy to There's say. There's some evidence. Yeah, uh, but we really, honestly, we really love your writing. We've talked about it a bunch. Like, I wish we could, like, we, <laughs> like we need to cool. have better show notes so we could like actually yeah. go and source like which episodes. Yeah, it was like basically like because we went we went to like your Kindred page, which is like how you see what people in the Gawker Media group like have written over time, and it was just like. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like, and not only Aww. just like you've written a lot of stuff that we like, you write a ton of stuff in general. Like, you... yeah, it's very the daily um, output at Gawker is pretty um, 
extensive, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'll do, like, maybe two to four posts a day, kind of. And then, you know, the long-term stuff, I have a little more time to work on. But, like, reviews and things like that or, like, yeah. you know, like a movie, an album review or... um like a show recap, you know, I have a little more time to work on that stuff. So how did you how did you get started writing? Where are you from? Also? Um, I'm from Queens. Um, I started writing. I mean, I was doing like super little poems and like uh, when I was a teenager and I never really knew what I wanted to do because I wanted to do everything. Uh-huh. I was like curious about everything. So when I went into college, um, I spent a year at Temple um, undecided as a major, and then Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, picked digital recording. I wanted to be, like, a guru, like Jay-Z's engineer. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I actually just saw him. Really? Recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to be, like, the, like, not the female guru. Like, you know, like, the female guru. Like, actually in the studio. Because you don't really see a lot of, like, black female. Yeah, no, you don't. You know, like, engineers, like, shout it out. Or, like, put out there in public, like, you know, like the guys are. So, and I was just really interested in music. Like, I love music. So I kind of did that. And then, like, I transferred to NYU. I kind of randomly picked journalism because <laughs> I was like, I'm a good writer. People told me I was, like, good at writing. And I was interested in media. So I just kind of picked it. But I was going to switch once I got there. Mm-hmm. And I just ended up sticking with it. So that's how. I guess it's just, like, the my natural writing um ability kind of like manifests itself the game chose me i yeah. guess like <laughs> <laughs> uh, as they say and mm-hmm. then like i just kind of started writing and i did an internship at vibe my last year at nyu and then just kept writing for like double xl a lot of mostly music writing and then like spreading out a little bit into places like wired and like gq.com espn magazine i would write for like any thing <laughs> um <laughs> Just because I'm, like, curious about a lot of things, whether it's, like, entertainment or sports or or style or just random facts and, like, Mm. Discovery Channel stuff. (laughs) Like, I'll just, like, randomly watch Discovery Channel. Writing lets me do that. Just write about anything. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's a little bit of of what we do, although we have to, we're, like, constrained (laughs) to a, a, like, smaller output. Yeah. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Yeah. We can't fire off, like, yeah. Five of these things a week, the way you yeah. put out these yeah. fire pieces. I'm going to slow down eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I just even think about, like, you have one of the first, like, post-Lemonade, yeah. like, reviews. that that Which, like, blew my mind. Like, I remember reading it. Because, like, somebody had asked me to write something. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, reading yours. And I was like, God, <laughs> damn it. I'm not going to be able to put nothing together like this shit. Was, like, this is not going to happen. It was. It came out Friday. Right? Or was it Saturday? Uh, Saturday. It was Saturday, Saturday, yeah. And I think I had it up Tuesday or something. It was like a lot of it was it's hard to write about stuff like that that like everyone is talking about and you're kind of trying to have like your own spin on it. Um so yeah, it was it's like hard to like get thoughts together that actually sound like nice <laughs> and like make sense. Um but yeah, thank you. It was, you know, I love that album so much. Like, I love that experience so much. I find myself listening to it yesterday, like Daddy Lessons. I was just like, I was in in some type of mood yesterday (laughs) when I woke up. And I was on my way to work, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to Daddy Lessons. And I I was, like, feeling sorry for myself, and then I listened to it. And I was like, Beyonce already claimed this year for me. (laughs) Beyonce already claimed. Yeah. She said 2016, going to work in my favor. So I was like, I do not need to fear. I do not need to be afraid. Yeah. Did you go to the tour? No. 
I need to go to the tour. It's I so good. I know I wanted to go, but it's just like I the day that came that came for me to buy tickets, like I had so much to do work wise. I completely forgot about it until three days later. Yeah, and you have to dedicate yourself to buying the tickets yeah. because you have to like keep refreshing and like it's a job. Yeah, I think I might. I I actually considering going in Philadelphia in the fall. Like, I want oh, to. Yeah. It's just yeah. like you should. It's I know. worth it. My younger sister, she had box seats at City Field two wow. days in a row and didn't take anyone <laughs> in my family and just set petty Snapchats. <laughs> Tiffany, that's funny. That's like, I mean, that's a hookup, like. Yeah, I'm she like, how be, you gonna? Sister might be the plug. You know? Yeah, you gotta do when you do stuff like that. You just gotta tell no. If you're not bringing somebody in your family, you shouldn't tell them until months later. That's true. <laughs> or you should be like, yeah, I happened upon some tickets. Don't ever show people, give people evidence that you're right then in the box because they'll be waiting for you with brass knuckles outside. Yeah. <laughs> turds, ticket turd style. It's like winning the lottery. Yeah, you yeah. don't tell people. You just gotta shut up. Yep, spend this money, stay exactly. on with Bill. Um. <laughs> But yes, most recently we actually talked about your writing kind of around Nina. Mm. Um, I mean, so to to recap, uh, obviously the, Nina hasn't come out yet, but the trailer for Nina came out. And there's been constant, I guess, controversy, if you will, around this movie because of the ridiculousness of choosing kind of Zoe Saldana yeah. to play Nina Simone. Um, and I mean, you had a few pieces out and yeah. I actually think you published one somewhat recently about it. Yeah, I can't remember the last thing I did. Actually, it's funny because I read just yesterday, um, Tessa Thompson was talking about it. Um, uh, it's for, it was like an Essence post. And she was like, like she's not sure. She, Zoe would be her first pick for that role and just how like it just didn't match what like Nina's whole philosophy was. Or Zoe's whole persona, just like, and just obviously her look doesn't match anything <laughs> like yeah. Nina stood for. Yeah, that still makes me upset. I'm not. I'm not going to see it. So. Yeah, I mean, we talked no, about the same thing. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, it's not going no. down. It also. Yeah. I mean, it also looks <laughs> terrible. It looks really bad. Yeah. So like, I. It wasn't even like. It wasn't even like something like, where I could like if I saw the trailer and I was like, you know what, she has this prosthesis on, but she surprised the hell out of me. Or like, this looks extremely high quality. Yeah. Like it looks like. Something that could almost pass for a lifetime, like Tuesday night premiere. Yeah, it looked like yeah. satire. Like I yeah. thought it was a parody at first, and I was like, "Oh no, this is the actual trailer. Like this is what they're yeah, doing." Yeah, it looks like a parody. Exactly. They mean it though. They mean it. Which is which is really true. The thing is that she keeps like defending it still, which you know I get. You have to, it's her project. Yeah, you gotta but die on that It's kind of maybe like in her own personal life, she's like, "Damn, why did I do that?" <laughs> But, um, yeah, I can't I can't even... The trailer is just, like, so bad I can't watch it. So there was another post that you actually didn't write. I think this one was from Kara Brown. But I thought it was really good also. It actually listed the production staff, and you could see how they were all white. Yeah, that was great because there was... All the controversy around it was, like... Um, you know, was, you know, like people were talking about it and then it's like, all right, well, let's peel it back and like see who is actually working on this. And it's all white faces. Yeah. And then like their justifications for it, because I think she, um, yeah, she got an email from like a, one or two people and it was like, you know, we're doing it justice. We're, you know, this, we believe in this project. We believe, but it's like, well, the actual execution of it does not show that you understand like what Nina Simone actually like stood for and like what she was about and um the Netflix um 
documentary, um, What Happened Mm -hmm. to Nina Simone, um, was actually really great. And, like, I would encourage people to watch that, like, versus, uh, like, this, like, coonery. (laughs) It's just, like, I just don't get it. I don't get how it happened. I don't get how it, like, kept happening. Like, at some point, they had to be like, okay, people are not going to support this. Like, how can we make up for that? Well, like they did with the the Aaliyah, like, biopic on yeah. Lifetime. They, I mean, they said, they're like, oh, we didn't go with Zendaya because she had a scheduling conflict. But like, yeah. I would say I had a scheduling conflict yeah. if I realized that <laughs> right. I was about to make a terrible career-defining decision. Like, I would just back out or I would find somebody else. Like, sometimes when people have backlash, it's like not for no reason. Yeah, it's good that Zendaya backed out of that. That was probably like one of the best decisions that she made. Yeah. Ever <laughs> made. Yeah. But even like, even going back to Nina, like the production itself was also really drawn out. Like I feel like they announced this movie with yeah. her a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, uh, and they just at every turn have chose to like keep doing wrong. <laughs> like it's yeah. crazy. So we talked about that controversy with Nina at the same time in the same yes. episode um, that we actually we, we talked about uh, Ghostbusters as well. Yes, around what, like it was like earlier this year. Um, Finally, like, the Ghostbusters trailer was released because yeah. they decided to revamp, like, the 1984 original franchise um, with an all-female cast, which, like, in my mind, I hoped, like, I, like, I thought that was such a bizarre, like, point to sell the movie on, but nobody cares what I think. Um, so basically, like, um, the plot of the movie is that, okay, well, it's interesting because the IMDb summary says that three former parapsychology professors set up shop as a unique ghost removal service. Obviously, there are four stars, though. So you've got, like, Aaron Gilbert, who's played by Kristen Wiig, Abby Yates, who's played by Melissa McCarthy, Jillian Holtzman, who's played by Kate McKinnon uh, from Saturday Night Live, and um, Patty Tolan, who's played by Leslie Jones, who's also from Saturday Night Live. And the first three, like... Aaron, Abby, Jillian are all scientists, like, who study, you know, the paranormal. And the fourth, Patty, is an MTA worker who's also a black woman. The other three women are white. Um, So we saw the movie yesterday. Yeah. Kind of like, I think after we discussed, like, like, the reason for our discussion was just, like, the way that L- that Leslie Jones character, Patty, came off in the, the trailer. Yeah. Uh, she, it just seemed like it could have been some... There could have been some buffoonery afoot. Yeah. Like, it seemed... I mean, and Leslie Jones is known for kind of this, like, brash, like, humor, yeah. if you will. And... And physical humor. Yeah. Exactly. Physical humor. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed like it was being played, like, to the max in the trailer. So, like, that coupled with the fact that, you know, like, even in the description, like, yeah. she's kind of erased, yeah. you know, <laughs> from, uh, like, from the movie, if you will, because she's not a quote-unquote scientist. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like all that just left kind of a real, real bad taste in my mouth yeah. initially. Um, but you're right. So we went to go see the movie. Yeah, we were still curious. And I we had heard, I had heard like a variety of things, but I had heard enough thing enough. I'd heard from enough people that I trusted that it was worth seeing that I was like, we should probably check it out. Yeah. And Parfi, I mean, generally I like his movies. Like his movies are, his movies are usually pretty good. Yeah. Melissa McC- and all the other people in it, like everybody I kind of like, you know, like I don't have issues with anybody in the movie. So I was like, oh, these are all really, really skilled comedians. Yeah. You know, put them all in a room. Yeah. I'm down. 
Um, so yeah, so we went to go see it yesterday. And what, like, what were your thoughts, Brie? I overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like <laughs> when uh, when Bay asked me what I thought of it, I was like, I mean, if I had children, like, I would probably take my kids to go see Ghostbusters. Like, it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I overall, I I liked it. Um, I thought Leslie Jones definitely like the the performance, like the character that she had was much more fleshed out than than uh, that character appeared in the trailer. Uh, but I still thought that like they could have done more with her. I yeah. liked it, like for how funny she is and how like even just like I got to see a different side of her in the film. And like I thought that her performance was good enough that I would have liked to have seen more of her still i thought she had a great performance and timing there were a couple moments where i was kind of disappointed um but we can get into those in a minute um but i overall like i overall a lot of the things that that typically like if you take leslie jones character out of it um and even still it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be by any stretch of the means i wish she could have had more to do but the actual film itself overall I I thought that it was like I thought it was like pretty decently well done. There was some plot stuff that was kind of you know clunky, but it's also like it's Ghostbusters. I wasn't expecting like you know what I mean. I just wasn't expecting like five easy pieces. But um, but I like there were some things like yeah. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. But there were some things that I that I thought were done really well, and there were some things I, that I wish would have been different or had have been done better. Yeah, I mean, you, that's actually much more glowing than I would get. It. I guess, I mean, interesting enough, and Clover, we had we were talking about this very briefly before. Like, I, I my expectations, I guess, I don't know when it when they got higher. Yeah, I was going to say my <laughs> expectations were never. Well, the other thing we were talking about last night. So, like, Chris Hemsworth is in this movie. I didn't mm-hmm. know who that was. I thought there was this real fine Australian man who was in the film, and I was like, he is Thor. sexy, like yeah, right. And Eric was being like, that's Thor, and I'm like, okay, like. How many of those movies are there? Like, when did they come out? And I'm like, they're at like 16. Yeah. yeah so, like, been... I've never, I have the last comic book superhero or whatever movie I saw was Iron Man. I had a really traumatic Iron Man 2 experience a few years ago <laughs> where, like, someone thought people were shooting in the theater. So, oh, everybody no. ran out. Once I just, I think actually I never went back to a superhero movie after that because it was just, no, I think about it, it was just probably too bizarre. Um, so I've seen half of Iron Man too, and that is the last time that I've seen any superhero film wow. at all. Yeah, I like the first Thor with him. Um, yeah. He's pretty. Yeah, he's decent. I know that they cast him. Like, was it's like he's this beefy, this yeah. beefcake. Beefy. Like, he played this yeah. like yeah. He plays like kind of like the dumb office blonde that they hire right. to like be their administrative support. Um, and he mostly just like walks around looking sexy and doing very, very very ridiculous things yeah. he was actually like his part i thought was great and it was really hilarious um but like yeah i didn't know like eric and i we're coming from two different viewing like i don't see any comic book movies and i don't mm-hmm. like yeah. i didn't know who chris hemsworth this, I, I know this person's name i know he's very famous i didn't know who that was i saw him i watched him for two hours and i was like who is this newcomer yeah. <laughs> well funny. yeah i mean i see them all <laughs> uh and like, I don't know. I guess it's, I mean, maybe that's, like, in general. I'm thinking, like, summer blockbuster. Like, you know, almost nothing is as bad as, like, Batman versus Superman. But oh, my God. You saw? Both of you saw yeah, this? Yeah. I, I, I saw it, it in a theater. I saw it in a theater, too. It was I knew terrible. it was going to be a mess, but I kind of wanted <laughs> to see how bad it was amongst people. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, like, it was so bad. But other like, than that, like... Movies like blockbuster movies have actually generally been yeah. pretty good. So I like I came into it with not the highest of hopes, but I thought I was gonna like it. Um and 
it wasn't that I didn't like it. I was just much more meh about it than I anticipated. Like, I thought the performances were generally, like, really good. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't think anybody really had enough to work with, you know? Like, I could see that. Hmm. Like, Kristen Wiig, you know, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones are, like, really, really skilled comedians and, like, all really, really good at, like, physical humor yeah. and those kind of, like, quippy, like, you know, sarcastic... Like one-liners. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, like, they got some of that, but the story that was built around it... That mm-hmm. was... ...was kind of lame. But, the, I mean, the thing that I did, the, the parts that I really did enjoy, that I thought were really cool, were actually more of the, like, action-oriented parts. Like, it, there was a lot more action for like in this movie than the other two Ghostbusters which was kind of neat oh see I can't the main one of the main reasons why I can't watch action movies I don't like them because I maybe this is because of like a Michael Bay Transformers issue Uh, I'm watching any combat scene I'm sitting there like what is going on I can't follow them so it's like a lot of like certain plot points usually are advanced in in action movies in the in the action sequences and because I have no clue what's going on I can't follow the movie. I think part of that is you have to, if you're not, if the story isn't outlined right and, like, you don't know what's going on, it's probably because, like, they haven't, like, told the story. They haven't, like, explained why you should care, like, at this moment Mm -hmm. or, like, the end goal of this fight is this, you know, like, or, you know, what each person's agenda is in the fight itself. I think, like, that's kind of tied to, like, the story not being, like, fleshed out. No, exactly. And and that was kind of the issue here but it was still like cool to watch just because like you don't see like you don't see many women especially women that look like leslie jones and Melissa mccarthy yeah with right. like the slow-mo like i'm doing boss shit <laughs> yeah yeah shots. that was cool and there were there were a lot there was a lot of that the mm-hmm. other thing too that i thought was great is that there was not a single reference or joke about fatness or size about Leslie Jones or Melissa McCarthy or anybody in the film at all. It yeah. was so nice. And it was like something actually I didn't think about. Like I didn't even realize it until I was like taking the bus home last night. And I was just like, oh, like that was great. It was like it was nice that like they were just people. Like yeah. they were like no, it wasn't like their their size was not used as like some sort of gag. And it also wasn't used as like some sort of weapon. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was there was like nobody was made fun of or used in that way, and I really, really, really enjoyed that, especially about the fight sequences. And I think that eased a lot of the, a lot of the tension and like apprehension I had around Leslie Jones's character mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes, like a lot of times, people are like playing that up with her mm-hmm. to the point where we understand like you're 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 kind of like taking ammunition out of this to a certain degree because she mm-hmm. kind of uses that in our humor as well. But it can be distracting, especially especially in like this largely white context uh so yeah that, i think that did help a lot with a lot of the initial concerns i had going mm-hmm. with leslie jones's character but but yeah i mean i agree with you i kind of feel like they just didn't have that much to do mm-hmm. like they were all pretty funny kate mckinnon was actually really really good see i the thing with kate mckinnon is like she i don't know that much about her like i know she's on i know she was on the big gay sketch show which i used to intern for when i was this is probably like 10 years ago um and i remember her from there and i remember her being funny on that show i know she's on saturday night live but i don't watch that show so i've never really seen like i don't know anything about her but i thought i could i'll put it like i could tell that she was 
giving a great performance in yeah. the film. But not everything that she did made me laugh, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. Like, I don't think that makes somebody unfunny. It just means that, like, maybe what they're doing is not, like, necessarily, like, my box of She has, chocolates. like, a few good ca- – she does a really good Bieber impression. Yes. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. yeah, and an Ellen impression that's really good. Oh, I've, he- I, I've heard about the Ellen. Yeah, I find her um, – yeah, she's really great with that. She's one of Saturday Night Live's uh, best character players. I haven't seen the movie, but, like, I have read around it and, like, the expectations part of it, which I think is interesting just because it's, like, a remake. So, obviously, there will be, like, these set of expectations that, you know, like, comparing it to the original and, like, comparing the uh, the cast. And it's all women. So there's obviously this high, maybe not even high, just, like, you really want it to be good. You, like, want it to be, like, the best thing ever because it's, like, all right, yeah, it's, like... This all-female cast of this, like, iconic franchise, you know? And so maybe people had that type of um, hope or expectation, optimism for it, and it wasn't really met to that level, Um, which doesn't mean, like, it's bad, like you said. It's just, like, you—it didn't really— match like in people's heads like yeah. people wanted it to be yeah and also like if you have like any movie if it's all black because everyone remembers what happened with like the best man the best man mm-hmm. holiday or if it's all women um then it's kind of like it either it has to be fantastic or else it's like a right. failure and like if there's any chink in the armor then like who you know the powers that be will find a way to not finance something like this again so it kind of like almost feels like you have all of these hopes like riding on the success of this film but like I um I thought it was definitely worthy of a sequel like I watched it and I was like oh I'd like to see like I thought they had good chemistry and Mm -hmm. I think that like with some tinkering and like now that I think they've seen what everybody can do um I think that like they could I think the next I think they could make another one and be really really good I agree I mean I think initially I felt like it was almost like uh, like the first time you you really get some money, you know what I'm saying? Like, because like you don't really you know you don't really know what to new do. New money, like, yeah, like new money. Like I'm grabbing everything. I'm just yeah. doing everything, and it's the product still came out good. Like obviously you're happy, but like once you get like a financial advisor, yeah. you, know, you can like <laughs> say, okay, I need this. Let me plan this. I think that is kind of how I see them coming into the sequel, which yeah. makes me really excited because I think you know once they realize like you have some real comedic weapons here that yeah. you could like really play around with. You don't have to worry about exposition as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, that makes me think of like Batman Begins and Dark Knight where it was like, all right, Batman Begins was like good. It was like, I like, I liked it. Um, Dark Knight was like amazing. Yeah. Like, so that transition, yeah. like once they kind of like got the, the, um, the theme out, like the dark theme. And then like, so people were like into it. So now they can like, yeah, so that's really true. Like, they have it established now. Maybe the pressure is off now yeah. a little bit more. So the second one will be more, um, like, bigger yeah. or, you know, more yeah. extreme. And I also think, I mean, to come back to come back to the Leslie Jones piece a little bit, like, she didn't have, she especially didn't have as much to do because the characterization, like, started so much with these three scientists. Yeah. And I feel like now that... You know, the movie ends with them very much like a team. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm hopeful in the next movie that she'll have a lot more to do because they don't have to worry about setting up like these three white women before they bring her <laughs> right. into yeah. the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask how spread out it is as far as like the development of each like character. Like, are they like who's is there one of like is one of them 
kind of like the lead yeah or... definitely the top like the top lead is Kristen Wiig yeah okay. uh, and then I would say her co-lead because they have like a relationship that goes back to high school like they've been friends for a super long time is played by Melissa McCarthy yeah um, and she was great in Spy, Spy like I was awesome. surprised how much I like that movie I, I haven't seen the whole thing but I she's she's such a talented physical yeah. comedian yeah it was actually cool because she was really toned down yeah. in Ghostbusters so she mm. she was so she was kooky but she was smart um, she was really confident, and she was very, 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 very funny. Jillian Holtzman, the one played by Kate McKinnon, she was kind of like the co- like she was kind of brought in as like a friend of like the sidekick of yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Like I would say, I can see that. yeah, and and she was and she was like she had like the, like the thing that actually that stood out to me about her performance specifically is that she seemed to know this character inside and out, yeah. even though we weren't given a lot of information mm-hmm. about this character. She had like you could tell that, the, that 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 through her performance that that character had a rich like life outside of what we were seeing on screen, and it really came through. It was so well developed. I was actually really 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 impressed by that. But hopefully, you know, I, I, I overall I thought it was really cute. I would give it I guess three out of four stars since nobody fucking mm-hmm. asked me. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I look forward to actually seeing the next one. I look forward to specifically seeing. How? Uh, what more um, is not? And not is not just done with Leslie Jones and whatever, like, films come next in this franchise, but also just like what is next for Leslie Jones. Period. So I think this is a good spot to actually just take a quick break. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to sixty percent on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Tito's Handmade Vodka had been mixed with its fair share of cocktails. But one night, a chilled glass topped with lime and cranberry would change everything this bottle knew about happy hour. From the producers of America's Favorite Vodka, it turns out the cocktail you've been waiting for was right there the whole time. The Tito's Rom Cosmo. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sip with Tito's. Coming to cocktail parties near you at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Welcome back. So speaking of Leslie Jones. Yes. <laughs> and this movie, like, since the movie came out, shit's kind of went, not left for her, like, but there definitely has been 
the reaction she's received to the movie has has definitely been different, of a different tone, if you will, mm. than everybody else in the film. And like that's kind of culminated in there's this guy um, Nero on on Twitter who's actually like a like a Breitbart editor. Or Brett Bart, is it Brett Bart? I, I can't pronounce any words. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he led this like really fucking intense all day like Twitter attack like against her in the most like and it just like in the most disgustingly racist and sexist way like possible. Um, so he had a series of tweets. Basically, he he called on everybody to to. Like to point out all the, like all the typical you know white racist stereotypical tropes like you know calling her an ape a dog yeah. like you know some sort of brute or a beast and it started out with just him and then it it just like grew throughout Twitter and yeah. she just got tweet after tweet after tweet of these like terrible really really terrible um like like memes and just racist jokes and. Like, Did I, this stem from him, like, seeing the movie and, like, what was his whole his deal? Like, yeah, it's, what was he so angry about? I mean, honestly, I think it was mostly just because he was white. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think, you know, he, he saw the movie and basically he felt like she was not good in it. And the things he didn't like about her were, were all kind of wrapped up in her blackness and her appearance. Yeah. And, you know, which is not substantive at all no. and mostly ridiculous you know but he felt like that was enough yeah and it's and also like as a person who like has a job has like a some type of journalism yeah that's what was position crazy is that and, he felt like empowered and entitled to yeah. like think that all of like that nobody was gonna like you only act like that if you think you're not going to get checked or if you think that you will somehow gain praise for this I mean, and in, in certain circles, he did, but it's just all the like worst circles. Of Everybody was at the convention. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Republican convention. Yeah, and then he got banned from Twitter. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which so. I mean came like way too late. Yeah. And so, like, and before this happened, you know, before he got banned, Leslie Jones was basically like, I have to shut down my account. Like, I can't take this anymore. And at first, she was kind of, like, responding to each one, like, I'm going to, like, put you on blast. Yeah. And then, like, making jokes about their appearance. But then, like, as the day went on, you could see, like, this was really, like, this was really bothering her. Yeah. Um, this was really troubling her. Like her tweets got more and more desperate. Like, can someone please help? Like, how do I stop this? You know. Yeah, and the thing is that like you can say, all right, well, get off Twitter or whatever. But she's in a moment where she's promoting her movie, so she's like, she needs to be on Twitter. Yeah, and she needs to be checking her mentions. And like to have that assault of people is like you know ridiculous. And then it became yeah, this whole thing about like Twitter not like having the like re reinforcements to like protect people from this yeah, yeah. and she I mean, and the thing that was also interesting about like i mean a lot of people act almost like this was a brand new thing <laughs> right know? like i mean this is happening to leslie jones somebody who you know now has a platform yeah um you know is a much larger figure but i mean this shit happens like on a daily basis to a lot of people who we just don't really know yeah who you know don't have like four digit plus followers yeah uh and you know they're they're receiving this type of treatment like every day and there's no respite for them. But just seeing that attack was really troubling just to see like how few 
there is no real way to cut off this type of activity. Like, there's no way to escape that, you know? Yeah. Well, also, it's like, this is supposed to be a moment in her life where she's like, this is like, uh, so I I don't know if, I don't know if you read Clover, Eric and I, we both read the same um, New Yorker profile of Leslie Jones. Yeah. 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 I read like some of it. And so like, you really get a sense, it's written by Andrew Morantz, it came out, I want to say sometime in the month of July. And you really get a sense for just how much this woman struggled to get what it is that she has in life. Like, I mean, she worked at being a comedian, she's worked at being a comedian for over 25 years years yeah she's like 46 yeah. yeah and she and she now like there's a part of uh of the article where she's like you know it wasn't just like oh i'm 25 like being like oh i don't know if this comedy shit is gonna work out she was like i was 45 like i don't know if this comedy shit is gonna work <laughs> out like that's serious like i think about any you know i would think i was i was unemployed for I was more, more, pretty unemployed for six months of 2013. And you would have thought that I was near death. Mm-hmm. And it's like to think about you don't know if you're ever going to get the job for over 20 years, right? So she's finally starring in a summer blockbuster. Yeah. She's like a writer on Saturday Night No, she's a, she's a performer on Saturday Night Live. Like, you know, more people are paying attention to her stand-up. She is like, you know, she should feel on top of the world right yeah. now. And I, it breaks my heart that that is how she's had to spend this period of time. And even just like, um, like she, she needed a dress to wear to the premiere. Right. And yeah. she couldn't find Anybody, there was no major designer that would make her a dress. And like, fortunately, like Christian Siriano saw that she had tweeted that, and you know, he dressed her in something really, really beautiful, and she looked great. She said she felt great, and like, that's a nice happy ending. But still, like, anytime, like all, like all that, that's that's like that's traumatic. Like, this should be a really great time in her life, and this shit is fucking ugly. And like, the fact that she has to go through this. I mean, like, it's not different. It's not It's not like this doesn't happen to, um, like, any black woman, regular yeah. black women. Like you say, women who have, you know, 150 followers, women who have 1,500, 150,000. It happens regardless. Just being a black woman in public space, this is, like, some. this is a, in, an unfortunate and unavoidable cost. But there is something, like, the, something about this to me was so much uglier than almost any other, like, Black women of around the same level of fame. To me, it felt worse because of so much of who Leslie Jones like really like is, you know, and and the attacks on her like really sought to pick at all the like worst elements or, or like highlight all the worst elements of celebrity. You know, it was very much about her appearance, about her color, about you know her weight, her height. Like it, yeah. it just really people were really picking her apart in like the worst way ignoring all the things that you just outlined like all her accomplishments all the pieces of like this moment that she's in like her talent yeah Uh, yeah it's really um it's it's really like kind of like an example right of just how just this her being at the she's black she's female and then she has like this whole like physical humor um element uh and all those things like converging at this point where like you it's visible to people um and it kind of just shows how much how like damaging just the the idea of being visible to people and like that being like the weapon that people can use being visible in this way that like you can look at her and make a joke or something or like or people feel like you can look at her and like 
it's like an easy target or whatever. Um, at least like the Brett Bart thinking. It's like that's where it's coming from. It's like she's like a visible target, whereas like, you know, being white and kind of makes you less of a, you know, like you're not e- as easily. Um, you have like the talent. Um, people will talk more about the talent than like yeah. the like other stuff. Um, whereas her, it's like in the forefront and it just shows how much like just being <laughs> black is like a target. And it's crazy that it's in this movie where she's surrounded by like three white women who the criticism has been that she, they haven't really, like, come to her defense. They haven't. Um, They've been silent. Like, Paul yeah. Paul Fig had, like, one tweet. And yeah. he was a retweet. What did, wait, what was it? Uh, so, like, in the in response to this attack, there was, uh, there was another hashtag set up. It was, like, love for Leslie J. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically it was all these people, fans, like, uh, some celebrities, not, like, a whole lot, like Diane from Blackish. I forget her real name. Little uh, girl, Marseille. Yeah, I love her so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, she actually had a, like a really great tweet. But um, <laughs> she's literally in elementary school. Yeah, <laughs> like children. Children can understand this. exactly. Uh, and he just simply like retweeted uh, one of those tweets of of like affirmation that other people had sent out for her. You know, but there was no there was no defined statement. There was no like think piece of solidarity. Yeah, you know, like kind of left her out there to dry. It's like also like and like I think about the fact that she's not just black, but she's also she's dark skinned. She's right, not necessarily yeah. slim. She's older. She's yeah. like not just over thirty five. She's over forty five, and she an amazing physical comedian, which already just requires that you not be dainty. Mm-hmm. And all of these like she doesn't. If you think about like all of like any other like famous black women, if you like let's say okay, if you take their personal like per, like personal character traits that we're all familiar with. If you take those out of it, like, so there's not really too much that separates Beyonce from Zendaya, from Rihanna, from, you know, anybody else. Everybody's very young. Or even, like, if you think about a Sanaa Lathan or a Gabrielle Union or um, Carrie, a Nia Long. What's that? Carrie Washington. Yeah, Carrie Washington or um, a Tracy Ellis Ross. They don't necessarily, they're they're not, you know, they're not under, they're not under 30, they're not under 35, but they look damn i mean they look like i mean they look like you know not too much older than i do i'm 28 and it's like they're like she's she's successful despite not fitting into all of like the like the boxes that you have to check to Mm -hmm. be a famous black woman and to go mostly generally unbothered like i would say okay so it's not like i'm sure it's not like any of the black women that i just mentioned it's not like they have no one coming after them, but I, I, I don't think it's anybody who was coming out with after them with the same, like in the same public nature in a way that feels like a very personal assault and in a way that just shows flagrant disregard for any, like any whisper of consequence. Like I said, you mm-hmm. only behave like that if you think that no one's going to check you or if you think you're going to be celebrated for it. it. Like it breaks my heart. When I was reading the New Yorker piece, it really lined up for me just like how much even throughout um, the process of her joining Saturday Night Live, like how she gave this really fantastic audition when they were holding secret auditions for black women. She knows that she killed her audition, but they were like, oh, you know, we're going to hire Sashir Zameda instead, which, you know, no shade. She's funny. I forgot about that. She's yeah, talented. Was... Like she, she's been doing improv for a long time. She was hired as a writer first. Yeah. yeah. And so Leslie yeah. Jones was hired as a writer first. Now, like, and then, you know, and then they realized that she was so talented that they should bump her up to 
like to being a performer because like she like the fact that she was able to even um like writing like she says in the article writing wasn't her forte yeah like but like her talent was so undeniable that she was able to like push through with that and then they were like well we have to have this woman performing she starts performing and then like other opportunities have been able to come in from there but even i think about like Chris Rock has been a champion for her for a while, but like mm-hmm. she had to be like, you know, if I'm so goddamn funny, fucking hook hook me up. Yeah. She had to still like fight. Yeah. She had to still fight somebody who knew her and who like was in a position to set her up with something to get even just an audition that like I mean, name any young funny black woman, whether she's on YouTube or not, they were at that audition. Issa Rae had that audition. Francesca Ramsey had that audition. Like, you know what I'm saying? Leslie Jones is somebody who had been working the circuit for a long ass time and had like a list a mile long of people in the industry who knew who she was, who were other, who were fellow comedians who were probably in a position to put her name in, like throw her name into a ring. And it just sucks because it's like she went through all this bullshit to get to the point where she's at now. Now she's at that point and she's dealing with a whole new fucking mound of bullshit. And like she doesn't she's still not getting the level of support from from not just like her co-stars. She's also not getting the same level of support from us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing that the thing that kind of sucked even about the response to the trailer. So the response to the trailer, like and I'm somebody who was offended by the trailer. I was, too. You know, um. But I did kind of recognize the situation where people could use that as an excuse not to ultimately support her her presence in the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have like you can have issues in the you can have issues with the the role she's chosen to take. You know the way that they portray that role in the film. You should also recognize the significance of her even being in that role, though. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's for all the things that you highlighted because of her age, because of the type of humor that she does, you know what I'm saying? Because of what she looks like, that's that's still very significant to even have her be in the mix because they don't typically let us be in there like that. No. <laughs> you know? No. That said, like, I still was like, I wanna like I wanna I wanna make sure she, you know, she gets a she gets a chance, she gets a shot. Yeah, she's gonna get my fifteen dollars. Exactly. You know? Uh and I think I mean shit, she didn't make Nina. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Could have been worse. It could have yeah. been worse. You know, in some cases, people have kind of used that as an excuse to to hide all the other reasons. They might be, like, not fully supporting her, if you know yeah. what I'm saying, um, that play into all the, the same reasons that, like, Nero attacked her. Yeah. And that, like, that really is kind of a shame, especially in this situation now where she, like, she needs that support now more than ever. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't want to say like no black people came to her defense. No. There was there's always totally. there's always some black women like 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 a black woman. I would say like uh, it seemed to cape for her harder than anybody else because like you know who else is going to take up for us like <laughs> right, ever right. at any point in time? But it's just like I I think that like sh- I just think she deserves. I think that she's owed more, and I think that she deserves better. Yeah, and she I mean she's made it a point to also highlight the people who really inspired her. Like she was uh, recently on the View. Yeah, yeah, the Whoopi Goldberg. And she was talking about, like, just how important and significant it was for her to see someone who looked like her. And not look like her, like, just a black woman. Look look like her, like, dark-skinned comedian who is not, like, the average, like, skinny Hollywood ideal. And that's important. Then, like, 
Leslie isn't born to like the future Leslie's. And so I think she knows that, you know, part of the reason like she she recognizes she kind of needs to be on Twitter, you know, yeah. like she needs to. Um, I mean, it's never going to go away. Yeah. But the, yeah. the Twitter trolls and like racist. But yeah, thankfully, she, she realized like her significance like in that medium and I'm glad that she like tweeted about it and like she didn't ignore you know some people would just like ignore them and you know she tweeted through it basically like she (laughs) kind of like let me just tweet through this maybe she's in a better place now emotionally but in a better place as far as like you know just recognizing the role that she has and the whole whoopee thing like I'm it's like paying forward yeah and and I think you know it's just it's important now that you know we do Kind of going back to what you said, like, in terms of the fact that she has to be visible. People need to make sure that we aren't rewarding, like like you said, like, ignore, like ignoring, like, she obviously has the right to ignore, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, whatever hate and, like, attacks that might be coming her way. But that doesn't mean everybody should ignore it. You know, yeah. like, we need to, we need to make sure that there is some level of protection for people's humanity not to be attacked yeah. you know because like like you said she has no choice but to be visible she can't afford not to not just for her own career but for the people who she wants to inspire like she had been inspired right it's interesting yeah that she is the one who has been kind of the most in the forefront from that movie at least from my the i've seen the most i've seen her in the most interviews i've seen her like on social media more in the media more because of this because she has to be visible and because she's so visible in all these ways it's just that whole you can't escape being black (laughs) yeah i mean the stakes are higher for her yeah exactly so much higher for her you're right i didn't even really notice but yeah there hasn't been as much promotion like there was a standard rush of interviews they yeah like the talk show circuit but um i've definitely seen her maybe because her personality is more like outsized i saw her on um like the um what show was it? Kelly live with Kelly. I did a post about like how she was so she had so much energy. She like she's a good guest. Yeah, she's, she's a, a really, really good, good guest. guest. Um, so I guess that's part of it. Like she's just like a good person to book. But I just really I haven't seen, you know, the others as you know. I mean, they're, they're yeah. gonna have another movie. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. They'll have something else to promote. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I hope. I I hope. I genuinely hope more comes out of this for Leslie Jones. She's so funny and she has so much talent and she's so she's like she's so she's also like what is it? She said at the very end of the New Yorker piece like she's like I'm so glad this happened to me at 46 (laughs) not 23. She's like 23 year old Leslie would have slept with half of the people (laughs) on the set. And I'm just like I mean like it's like it's like she has sense enough to not fuck up whatever is coming her way do you yeah. know because she's grown as hell i just hope i hope that i just hope that i get to see more of her yeah like i just hope it's the same it's the same sad shit we always say whenever something happens to a yeah. good play it's like lupita you know it was like please let her get more roles yeah. like and not just have it be a moment yeah you know? she's gotten some roles N- none of them where you can really see her face she was okay. in like the like that uh, the Jungle Book adaptation and also Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars, Wars yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of like, okay, this is a obscenely gorgeous woman. Can I please just mm-hmm. not make her a CGI character? Yes, or a slave. <laughs> can I just see? Can I yeah. just see her? Like, I would love to see her like eating brunch, yeah, going right. on a date, shopping, mm. doing you know, 
my regular in regular Nancy Meyer activities. But yeah, no, I I just hope I hope there's more for I hope there's more for Leslie Jones after this that like is not I don't I just feel like I feel like through Saturday Night Live, the little I've seen of this show, I've seen like a few different sides of her. I saw a different side of her with Ghostbusters and she obviously has an amazing and robust personality in real life and I'm just like I hope I get to see more. Same, same. I mean, at least there's a, like there's a sequel. I think Sony has like at this point committed so much money that they. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, like a hundred fifty million dollar movie. Yeah, was that the budget? Yeah, because it made like forty something the first the opening weekend. Yeah. Do you think there'll be? I mean, I guess there has to be a sequel. Like, I think they. I think they have. I mean. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like it seemed pretty likely just from watching it that I was like, oh, they're not going to just let this hang. They have, okay. they they got a good thing going. I can't lie. So yeah, we'll see. On that note. Clover, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you for having thank you so me. Much for coming. It's great. Where can people find you? Um, Clovito on Twitter. It's just Clovito. Um, and that's like my just name throughout social media. And just on Jezebel, writing about pop culture, cat videos, uh, black stuff, and <laughs> a lot more. Yes. Well, we definitely look forward to seeing more from you. Yes. And you can obviously find us here yeah. and on Twitter. Please go to iTunes yes. and write us a rate nice and review. review. Five stars only. <laughs> really appreciate it. That's everything. That's all we know. That's it. That's, That's all, all we, we got. got. All right. Bye. Bye. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.